Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Thursday, September 24th, 2020. I'm Andrew Hansen, joined by Shane Caldwell. And this is an exciting situation here. We're getting ready for week three, and we're off to a really hot start here at, at DFS Coach Talk in NFL, especially on these showdown slates. We are 4-0 and with our showdown slate lineups on FanDuel, and we're at 81% overall winning percentage so far in NFL. So, Shane, are you ready to keep crushing it here in week three? Yeah, we've done well in Thursday night football. We've really we've really pegged the game flow and everything uh, really well, and that's helped us win in, in DFS and have some plays that uh, they're a little bit lower ownership to hit. So, um, and this game is no exception here. This is looking like, uh, you know, Jacksonville, Miami, two bad defenses, two uh, kind of risky gunslinger type quarterbacks here. You know, we got the beard versus the mustache. We got Fitz Magic versus Uncle Rico. I mean, it's pretty, you know, these guys are pretty competitive and they both have a, a, a quite the personality. So it makes it a good, exciting one. So I'm looking forward to these quarterbacks dueling against these pretty bad defenses. And that makes great, even though these teams are bad in terms of uh, NFL-wise for real-life football, for fantasy, they're pretty good. They got they got some good good targets and some good players, and uh, it's going to be a good game script for this. So this is going to be an awesome fantasy game uh, for Thursday night. So we're able, in the fantasy world, in the DFS world, to make games like this that are normally boring, we're able to make it exciting by playing DFS. So that's the best thing about it, right? That's right. I mean, and this is winning money. That's right. This is the Battle of Florida, and I agree on paper – 0-2 team versus a 1-1 one one, uh, teams that you know haven't done much here in recent years. It looks like it's a, a game that's not too exciting, but you're right. Uh, we should have a bunch of fantasy points, and that's the beauty of the showdown in DFS. We can have a really exciting one-game slate here. So that's what we're going to do here. We're going to build lineups for you, uh, help you get ready, and then if you'd like to uh, jump in with us as a member, what you'll get is the final FanDuel lineups. We're able to give those out to our members in Discord. And we also give the coaches clipboard the core four um, in uh, the, the the showdown slates, as well as a Yahoo lineup. And those have been caching as well. So um, we're going to work towards those lineups and help you get started and then give out those final lineups uh, about 45 minutes before kickoff. That's how we provide them to our members. So jump in at DFSCoachTalk.com. Pick up one of our memberships week, month, the year, or the fall special, which takes you through the end of this calendar year. And the thing that makes us different at DFS Coach Talk is in addition to giving out those lineups on FanDuel and the coach's clipboard on DraftKings, is no matter what length of time you, you get for your membership, you get access to all of our sports. We've been actually, you know, absolutely dominating the NBA throughout the bubble. MLB has been at, you know, absolutely great. And PGA is good, too. We're off to a hot start here with the uh, Corrales Punta Cana event. My man Seamus Power doing well, and uh, so, so members are excited there. So uh, that's how we do it, uh, dfscoachtalk.com. We'd love to have you join us. Also want to thank our presenting sponsor here before we get into a breakdown of the game. That is BetUS. And betus.com.pa is the place to go for your sports wagering action and your casino needs. Uh, so make sure to use the promo code COACHTALK. When you go there and make your first deposit, you get a 125% match on your first deposit, all the way up to $2,000. So we thank them for their support, and we encourage you to go ahead and take care of that offer. Uh, take advantage of that offer as they uh, they take care of you. So. All right, Shane, as we look at the line 
for this game from BetUS. It is currently Jacksonville minus three as the home favorite. 49. Nice, healthy over-under. So that also supports our theory of uh, the gunslingers getting after it here and scoring some points. So uh, what is your initial breakdown of this matchup? The crazy thing about this game at one point when it opened, the over-under was like 44 and a half. And then they it got bet way up and up and up and up. So my you know prediction of this being a gunslinger, uh, we're gonna have a lot of action in the passing game here. Uh, both quarterbacks going after it. That's gonna that's holding true with these Vegas lines and the and the uh, sharks out there in Vegas. So to get this thing all the way up to forty nine over under for a Thursday night game, which is, you know Thursday night games are traditionally kind of ugly, slower paced, low scoring games. You know this is gonna be fun. I'm excited for this game for fantasy, and it's a pretty close over under. I mean Jacksonville getting three points, but they're they're also at home, and it's not a long way to travel. But Miami's still got to travel north there. Uh, so yeah, so it's it. This is a great game for fantasy, being that it's going to be back and forth, very competitive. You have a lot of targets, and there's some obvious weaknesses uh, with these teams with the defense. Uh, so I'm trying to attack the weaknesses and focus on uh, what I think the game script is going to be. I like the passing games more than the running games here. So even though we have some decent running back plays that are valuable because they're pretty inexpensive, I really like the passing games here, and I like specific specifically attacking these teams up the middle in the passing game. So that means mostly, uh, you know, slot tight ends and uh, tight uh, slot receivers and tight ends. Now they have great outside receivers like Devontae Parker and DJ Chark, uh, but I think those guys are going to face a little bit more difficult coverage and their the game plan, I think, is going to be to attack the middle in the passing game. So you'll see when I'm talking about these plays that it's specific to attacking the weaknesses. And I'm looking at f- from a philosophy, how would the coaches approach this? How would they attack and game plan against this? And how does that work for fantasy? How does that correlate for fantasy? So on the Miami side, I do actually, I really like uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick here. I think he's going to have one of those Fitzmagic games. Um, Jacksonville's defense is not great against uh, a great, great against quarterbacks. They're not great in terms of pass rush, and they're pretty weak in the secondary. Um, outside of their rookie uh, Henderson, who I think is a pretty good corner, uh, their their secondary is pretty weak, and their pass rush is is very average. So that allows Fitz. Fitzpatrick to have time to pass and hit his 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 weapons and he has a ton of weapons here. Um, if you watch Miami's game last week, um, it was they were very impressive. Uh, Mike Mike Gusecki was really good. Uh, uh, Gusecki was just torching him over the middle. He looked super explosive, uh, catching really difficult balls. He had about I think three red zone targets. He caught one for a touchdown. So Gusecki is for me uh, one of the best plays on this slate at a middle middle of the road price. You know, ten thousand five hundred for the showdown on Fanduel, seventy four hundred on DK. So and it just so happens that Jacksonville is horrible against tight ends. Uh, their coverage is really bad, and Jonu Smith absolutely torched him last, you know, last week for uh, the Titans. So Kaseki to me is one of the top plays on the slate here. Yeah, I also Shane, like, let me let me jump yeah. in there with a couple more stats absolutely. because that's a, that's a matchup that I'm really targeting as well. We're certainly on the same page here as we get started because if you look at the tight ends against Jacksonville this year so far, only two games, but in Week One, in uh, Indianapolis uh, tight ends went five for sixty nine against Jacksonville. And then last week, like you said, Johnu Smith, four catches for 84 yards and two touchdowns. And Anthony Ferkser also had four catches for 45. So it's been a, a great way to attack Jacksonville. And Gis- Gisicki is very high on my board as well. 
And you know, for those of you who are new to our program, we really we watch the games and we we break it down with the eye test and we strategize about how are these coaches going to game plan. We're not just looking at stats. We're really trying to we we you know break it down from a coach's perspective and then hand build our lineups based on uh, game flow, game script, and and strategy. So uh, so far so good here with Gasecki. Yeah, and uh, I think Devontae uh, Parker is in a good spot. If if he can avoid uh, coverage from Henderson, and uh, and if he ends up getting more coverage from, I think it's Trey Herndon, their other corner, he's going to absolutely just annihilate Herndon. Herndon, and if Parker is fully healthy now, which it looks like he is in terms of, uh, according to the practice reports, uh, Devontae Parker is due for a huge game here, uh, and I think he yeah he's definitely due for a, a breakout game. He hasn't been that great, uh, but you know, keep in mind he just faced New England and Buffalo secondary. So this is a buy low spot for De- Devontae Parker, being that he just went up against really tough secondaries and went up went up against uh, Tre'Davious White and Stephon Gilmore, uh, and plus he was dealing with the injury. So right. this is a spot where you can buy low on Devontae Parker here. He's uh, you know he's he's actually cheaper than DJ Chark, so I like him over Chark that we'll talk about. So he's twelve thousand on Fanduel, eighty four hundred. Uh, DraftKings. It just I don't know if I'm going to get to Devonte Parker and all the different builds because you're trying to pay up for some of these other guys or try to play two quarterbacks. But if you are going to just do one quarterback, I feel like you need to have Devonte Parker in in your lineup here. Yeah, I agree. Um, very good points there in terms of the matchups that he had and the fact that he's been dealing with a nagging hamstring issue. Um, so, um, you know, it's funny that. As we both, you know, we talked before the show started about how we actually finalized our build. And for the most part, we've been fading Parker and Chark, even though they're in great, great matchups, great spots. Uh, but you got to trade off somewhere if you want two quarterbacks. So um, uh, Parker might might not quite make the cut. But I know there's another uh, Miami wide receiver who you're interested in who is a lot less expensive. Yeah, so... Just the other guy I want to bring up is Preston Williams. I think Preston Williams is is a great wide receiver, um, but I think he's going to be matched up against Henderson quite a bit in this game. Um, and he has been quite you know time this year. So I so I, I think Preston Williams is good, but I think that the guy you can pivot to that a lot of people some people probably don't even know about is their starting slot receiver for Miami is Isaiah Ford. Uh, you have to scroll down a little bit when you're making your lineups to find Isaiah Ford because yeah. on DraftKings, he's only $3,000 and he's buried down there on FanDuel at $7,000. So this is the type of play that differentiates yourself because then you can load up on all the other positions wherever you want. You can play two quarterbacks if you want. And you're going to get Isaiah Ford in a great matchup. Um, he's going up against uh, Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville slot coverage is really weak. Um, it, they got the, uh, veteran, uh, veteran, uh, slot corner there. Um, and so I think Isaiah Ford can really exploit the, the, uh, the middle of the field against weak slot coverage there. And he got a lot of targets last week. Isaiah Ford did, and he, he looked good across the middle. He never really broke a big play, but he was getting a lot of targets and he looks really solid. Uh, so Fitzpatrick really trusts him up the middle. And a lot of people don't realize that he's one of the main targets in this offense right now, and you can get him super cheap. So this is another spot before he breaks out, you want to get in on him and you might be able to actually get him at lower ownership, which is going to be really hard to find a lower ownership player that can differentiate yourself on this slate because it's going to be super chalky. Um, And I think that allows you to get two quarterbacks. I think both quarterbacks are going to smash in this spot as well because of the game script. Um, So I love Isaiah Ford there. 
Uh, like I said, don't like Preston Williams as much. And then the other guy for Miami who's looked really good is Miles Gaskin. Miles um, Gaskin has looked, uh, you know, really explosive, especially in the passing game. He's looked decent as a runner, probably more on the outside. He's looked better as a runner, not quite as good between the tackles. The only thing that worries me is Jacksonville's been pretty stout on the inside against the run. You know, they pretty much shut down. They made it really difficult for Derrick Henry last week. So I'm worried about Jacksonville's rush defense. And but the good news is Jacksonville gives up a ton of passes. Uh, to uh, to receiving running backs and Gaskin is their primary receiving running back and he gets uh, uh, regular uh, for early down work as well. The only thing about Gaskins is once they get into the red zone or the green zone, like inside the 10 is a lot of times they'll bring in Howard or sometimes they'll mix in Brita and uh, they get more work in there or Ryan Fitzpatrick just runs in the, in the end zone as well, kind of vultures touchdown. So that's the only downside, but the upside, especially on DraftKings, he's more valuable. He's going to get a ton of catches and explosive in the pass game. It's just a matter I'm worried about his touchdown upside. If he gets a touchdown though, then he's going to, it's going to go gangbusters for Miles Gaskin. It's just, he, he doesn't have much red zone work is the issue there. Um, yeah, but I know, me, I know you really like Miles Gaskin though. I sure do. And let me give you yeah. a couple, a couple more numbers. Uh, you talked about the running backs catching passes against Jacksonville and how let's not forget week one, what happened with Indianapolis. I mean, that was incredible. The Indianapolis running backs had 17 catches against mm-hmm. Jacksonville for 142 yards. You know, that was Taylor and Hines and Mac, you know, three solid options, all that can catch the ball. And with Miami, they don't spread it around as much in terms of passing it to the running backs. It's been all Miles Gaskin this year, and he's new to the scene, but uh, this is the time to be on him. Okay, you can't wait. This is the time to jump on him. Unfortunately, his price has gone up. We had him last week as a, uh, a member of our DraftKings coaches clipboard, and he was 0.2% owned in the Millie Maker. And I had a bunch of him. He was only 4,300. And he got over 14 DraftKings points. So he he gave us that 3x return at only 0.2%. And the reason we were on him is because we watched him in game one against New England. And he caught four balls in that game. One of them was a nice one-handed catch. And he got steady carries as well. And the thing is with Miami is that they're often in that negative game script where they're, they're trying to play catch-up. And so they need to throw it a ton. And he's in there all the time. I mean, he had over 60% of the snaps in week one against New England and another strong outing last week with seven carries for 46 and he caught six more balls for 36. And we've talked already about this Jacksonville passing attack. Um, I mean, look what, look what Buffalo did to Miami. Josh Allen threw for 417 yards and four touchdowns against them. Mm -hmm. And so if the Jacksonville passing game is successful here and they're ahead it's going to be Fitzpatrick out there trying to throw it, and he's going to keep checking down to Miles Gaskin. So I think he's going to get a lot of work, a lot of catches. And you know, looking at DraftKings, I think Miles Gaskin is a great candidate for your captain. He's only 7,200. And in the PPR format, uh, that can really pay off. Like you said, if he gets in the end zone, watch out, because I think he's going to lead this backfield in touches again, and uh, he could be the difference maker on this slate. Yeah, that's the only thing that makes you nervous is can you get in the end zone? Because obviously he's going to get a ton of catches, but sometimes that doesn't give you enough upside if you're talking GPPs in a showdown slate 
where you need those raw points and the upside there. But, but yeah, he's certainly involved heavily, and he's in a good spot here. I don't know if he's going to be able to get as many rushing yards, but you never know. He might be able to break a few off. And I'm not sure if Miami's looking to get Matt Breida more involved this week. He hasn't been involved much at all. But I'm just, I could see it on a short week. They get some of their other running backs and go a little more committee. Um, and Fitzpatrick isn't going to be facing uh, a fierce pass rush like he was against Buffalo last week. Um, he was facing such pressure that he was more likely to check it down, and he gave Miles Gaskin seven targets, where here he might be able to tack down the field more and specifically down the middle and, and taking deep shots on the outside to Parker as well and Preston Williams. So that's why I'm not super high on Miles Gaskin, but I don't I don't blame you at all for liking him. I think he does have a huge role in this, and he's in a good matchup, especially in the receiving game. So so I think it's basically, yeah, he's a better play on DraftKings than FanDuel is, 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 my, is my conclusion there. But, yep, I think that you if you can fit Miles Gaskin – I think he's a good play still. Excellent. All right. Well, before we transition to the Jacksonville side and break down that squad, we want to take a quick second here and hear from our wonderful partners at BetUS. Wake up, sports bettors. Sports are in high gear at BetUS.com. So put down the beer and make every sporting event more exciting by putting stakes on the line at BetUS. Earn bragging rights over your friends as you rake in the cash from each week's betting action. But don't settle for any other book. Choose America's favorite sports book with over 25 trusted years in the industry, BetUS. You need a sports book with integrity and longevity, but more importantly, you need a sports book that pays. BetUS has your game with action on football, baseball, basketball, MMA, golf, horse racing, and even esports. No other sportsbook welcomes newcomers like BetUS with their jaw-dropping sign-up bonuses. Sign up now with promo code COACHTALK for 125% sign-up bonus up to two grand. The best in the biz. Now you have the best book in the business with the best DFS provider in the business, Coach Talk. Create your account to make point spread bets, futures bets, prop bets, entertainment bets, live bets, and more. No other sportsbook is as committed to their members as BetUS. Sign up now and get in on the winning side of the ball. All right, Shane, let's transition over to the Jacksonville side. Uh, we talked a little bit about their passing attack and Miami's struggles stopping the pass. We know that from the injury front, Byron Jones, one of the cornerbacks for Miami, is out this week with a groin injury. So let's start with the passing attack for, for Jacksonville. Are you going to be invested in this? Yeah, I think uh, you got to love their their passing attack, especially with Byron Jones being out. Uh, that that really frees things up because uh, before you'd have Byron Jones and Xavier Howard you're facing on the outside. Now all of a sudden, you know, it, really it's Xavier Howard who hasn't been as good as he used to be when he was in Pro Bowl form there. Uh, so their secondary is very really weak, and again, their their pass rush, uh, you know, is for Miami is pretty is pretty weak as well, pretty average to weak. So. Minshew's going to have time. He's going to be definitely getting aggressive and slinging the ball down the down the field. Miami, I could see a scenario where they get up as well in this, which Jack, then Jacksonville wants to pass even more. Uh, so you got to love Minshew in this spot. He's sixteen thousand on Fanduel, eleven thousand on DK. So he is expensive. Um, I believe he's most expensive on both sites. Is he most expensive on DraftKings as well? Yeah, yes. but he. Yeah, I think he's a guy that's worth paying up for. A little harder to get him in the captain spot, but you can do it. Um, but, yeah, Minshew uh, has the upside of rushing. He's very aggressive on the deep ball. 
and he's, 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 he seems uh, fairly accurate underneath. He did throw some risky passes and some interceptions. Uh, so it reminds me of the guy on the other side, Fitzpatrick, is he had some kind of head-scratching throws uh, last week in, in the game there against Tennessee, and he was lucky that a couple of he, – he did throw some interceptions, but he's lucky more didn't get intercepted. But he also had some really impressive plays down the field as well, and he should be under less pressure in this game compared to uh, against uh, Tennessee last week. So lo- I love Minshew here. Um, and then – DJ Chark is the one that's kind of tricky because he's pretty expensive here. He's 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 pr- pretty much priced like a top tier wide receiver, and he did make some explosive plays last week, but he also had a chest injury and he was limited in practice practice this week. So the concern there is, you know, are they going to put Xavier Howard on him to try to limit his upside? And uh, if he takes a shot in the chest, does he does he reaggravate that injury and go out of the game? You know, you just don't know. But he's definitely a boomer bust. You know, he's he's a high upside type guy. DJ Chark is the type of guy that can get two touchdowns. Uh, but I don't think I'm going to be investing a lot in DJ Chark because of the high price and the risk involved there. Um, but we're, I do like Keelan Cole in the slot. Uh, Keelan Cole is going to have an awesome matchup against, again, Miami's weak in the slot there. Um, they're, they're facing uh, – they've been having the Needham, Needham, I think is his name, a slot corner. He's really bad in coverage right now. So Keelan Cole can exploit the matchup. Keelan Coles is getting a ton of a ton of snaps in the slot and he's getting a ton of targets uh, from Minshew. So he's becoming one of their best targets. He's had a touchdown the last two games and he's way too cheap, way too cheap for Keelan Cole on DraftKings at 5,400 and he's decently middle priced at 11,000 on FanDuel. I think you can get him a lower ownership on FanDuel because he's priced up a little bit there. But Keelan Cole will have a major role and he's in a great matchup. So Jacksonville will game plan to get him the ball, I think. Um, where DJ Chark could face uh, Xavier Howard a little bit tougher coverage on the outside. Um, and then the running back, J- uh, James Robinson. Hey, Shane, uh, before, we, go before ahead. we get to the running backs, I want to follow up on these wide receivers. Yeah. Um, you know, I agree that if we end up fading Chark because of his price, I, I think it could be a solid approach. Cole has been very steady and, you know, working out of the slot uh, with some of his routes. We, we know that. Beasley had a good game against uh, Miami out of the slot. And uh, so, you know, if you look at the overall build, um, I can see how, especially on DraftKings, you mentioned Cole's price makes him a lot more uh, attractive compared to Chark. And here's the other thing about these wide receivers and the, the pass catchers in general for Jacksonville. Last week against Tennessee, they had eight guys get between three and six catches. So this isn't a situation where with Chark priced as, you know, a, a wide receiver one in, in general fantasy terms that you just, you know, you're going to miss out if you don't have him. Now we yeah, know he, he has, he has monster upside. He could catch two touchdowns. Yeah. But, Chark's to, to your point there, just because this is very specific to what you're talking about. Chark's uh, target share is, is hovering around 10%. Which is really low, really low target share for a guy. If usually a guy at this price, you would want probably 25 to 30 percent target share. Like you would want him to be the go-to guy. You think like Devontae Adams type type usage there. So yeah, 10 percent target share is crazy low, and I think that'll go up. But he's questionable with an injury, and he has a low target share. And like you're saying, to your point, they're spreading the ball around a ton. So exactly. So don't feel too bad if you don't have Chark, even though this is a great matchup for the wide receivers on the Jacksonville side. So uh, continue on, Shane. What do you think about these running backs for the Jaguars? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I I watched Buffalo gash Miami in the run there, and I don't think Buffalo's running backs are that great. I mean, they have, you know, Zach Moss and S- Singletary. They're okay, but they seem to gash Miami. Miami seems pretty weak against the run, so that means it's, you know, James Robinson could definitely be a good play. You know, that guy kind of came out of nowhere. You know, I think he was I – mean, he might have been like a seventh-round picker or, or undrafted free agent, I don't remember, but the guy, James Robinson, came out of nowhere, and he looks really good. He's solid. He's getting some targets in the pass game. I think he had four targets. Gets three catches last week um, and 16 rushes against Tennessee is a pretty stout defense for over 100 yards and a touchdown. So he's explosive. It seems like they're blocking pretty good for him. Um, that's going to help the running game set up the play action for Minshew, which is good. Um, so I think I, I like James Robinson here. It's just a matter if you can fit him in. He's pretty expensive on FanDuel at 14000 He's reasonable on DraftKings 7800 uh, but yeah, the, the James Robinson's a guy you have to keep your eye on here as well is the main running back for that. He doesn't really have that much competition at running back where Miami could mix in those other veteran guys they have. But uh, I don't really know who else, uh, you know, Chris Thompson's really hardly even playing, even though he's yeah. a good pass, uh, pass catching back. He's hardly even playing at all. So I'm not too worried about him. So uh, you got to look James Robinson is pretty much the bell cow for Jacksonville in a, in a decent matchup here. Yeah, you're right. Um, you hit the numbers there that are important and it was nice that he got involved in the passing game in week two after not getting a catch in week one so uh that'll certainly just come down to price like you said and then i do want to wrap up by mentioning these jacksonville tight ends because you look at uh tyler eifert and he's sort of more of that marquee name here and he got in the end zone last week three for 36 and a touchdown but don't forget about james o'shaughnessy on these showdown slates you have to go deep into the roster Shane told you about Isaiah Ford over on the Miami side as one of the cheaper pass catchers. And, you know, if you're making multiple lineups, get James, O'Sha- get James O'Shaughnessy in there. In at least one of your lineups on DraftKings, he's only 1.6. He got four for 40 last week. And if he gets into the end zone in a similar uh, game in terms of a, his production, then you're looking at, you know, 13, 14, 15 DraftKings points. Uh, at a really low price tag, and then that can allow you to spend up across the board. Yeah, and, and I agree with that. I and mean, that's great if you're building, you know, multiple lineups and you're trying to get, you know, trying to build build something for that's more of the multi-mass, you know, the large GPP with the big prize here. I think that's a good play to try to differentiate. Uh, this uh, LaVisca Chenault Jr. Uh, for Jacksonville is pretty interesting as well. I think he's just going to keep getting involved more and more. He's had four targets the last couple games here. Um, and they do give him uh, like running back carries uh, up the right. middle and, and uh, jet sweeps. And the and the guy does look like he was shot out of a cannon when he gets the ball. I mean, he is he he's explosive and he's pretty big and physical at the same time. So I like Chanel. He's definitely the type of guy that can that can break the slate by busting off a long run. Uh, I'm not going to get to him if I'm just building one or two lineups. But if you're building multiple lineups, you can mix in some Chanel because it seems like him and Minshew have a pretty good connection and the guy is super explosive. He can take advantage of the weak Miami secondary and he's definitely a big play threat, which you need uh, if you're trying to go for high upside at a little bit lower ownership. So so Chanel's in play there as well. He's just not one of my core plays if you're only playing a few lineups or if you're looking for cash games. Absolutely. So... We hope that this has given you a nice uh, overview here of this showdown slate. We're going to keep grinding out our lineups and finalize those. Uh, as we mentioned at the top, if you want to take advantage of our hot winning streak here on the Thursday night games, jump in as a member today at dfscoachtalk.com. We'll get you an invite into our Discord, 
and then that's where we will share our lineups with you. About 45 minutes before kickoff, we'll give out multiple lineups on FanDuel that you can just plug and play. We'll give you our core plays on DraftKings, and Shane will provide the Yahoo lineup as well. And, uh, you know, the, the great thing is, Shane, that whatever length of membership folks choose, they get access to all of our sports. Yeah, absolutely. To have all those sports and we're, you know, we're crushing in all those sports. Uh, it's very valuable. And to have uh, all this information and research that we're putting in and all the film work we're doing for NFL, it's going to make, you know, your primetime slates and your Sunday a lot more enjoyable that you can just plug and play those lineups and just and, and be in the cash and, and have fun doing it. So it just saves you a ton of time. It makes it a lot easier for you. So definitely, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm surprised how excited I am for a Miami Jacksonville game, but I'm kind of excited. And if it were for fantasy sports, specifically DFS, I probably wouldn't be that excited about this game, but I think it's just going to be a fun game to watch. And especially if you're, if you have some guys, uh, you know, in, in, with the, uh, in the DFS contest that are, that are smashing and the way, way we look at this, uh, the guys that we think are going to go really well, we're going to have a lot of exposure to. So I think it's going to be good. Um, definitely the other thing is, you know, give uh, everyone that's watching, give us a uh, subscribe and give us a like on YouTube, you know, rate us good. Uh, give us a like on the podcast and everything. Uh, give us good reviews there. We appreciate the support. Uh, we're doing this in front of the paywall, providing all kinds of good research and information. So we appreciate the support. Everyone giving us lots of likes and subscribes there on YouTube and all the podcast centers. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're listening somewhere like iTunes or Spotify, if you give us a five-star review and leave a comment, we will enter you into our monthly drawing for a free membership. So we, we would appreciate that. Uh, and then it, you, you mentioned the main slate, Shane. Later today, Shane and I will be recording a show for the main slate. We go game by game uh, and, and start to look at areas to attack, areas to avoid. So that'll be up later tonight. Uh, be sure to... Uh, Click that notification on YouTube so you know when that posts and you can watch that tonight or tomorrow to get ready for your Sunday main slate builds. And uh, a couple other things to mention here uh, in terms of social media. Uh, follow us on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk. You can follow Shane at DET Sports Shane. I am at Language Olympic on Twitter. And our fearless leader, Joe Sarvati, is available on Twitter at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. He is the coach. And in terms of our upcoming schedule, in addition to that main slate show in NFL, we'll have our next NBA podcast out for the Friday slate. If you are still building lineups for the Thursday night NBA game, uh, then go to our YouTube page and you can hear the showdown preview that Coach and I did last night for the Thursday night NBA action. And we want to thank our Presenting sponsors one more time, betus.com.pa. Go there for all of your sports wagering and casino action. Use that promo code COACHTALK for your 125% deposit match. Our charity of choice here at DFS Coach Talk, mambaon3.org, M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. Shane, any final thoughts here? No, I, th I think we're ready for a huge week. Yeah, definitely uh, look, keep a lookout for the other uh, main slate video there. We're going to have some great information there. And uh, shout out to all our members. You know, our members have been crushing it this week and MLB wins, NBA wins. And then they're going to roll right into the weekend with NFL and, and, and do awesome as well. So I'm uh, really excited to see all our members winning and all the interaction we're having in Discord. It's just great. And uh, we're giving them a lot of coaching and advice and helping them become better DFS players. So it's not just 
providing winning lineups and allowing them to win, but it's allowing them to have a better strategy and become better DFS players in a really competitive space. Uh, so we're literally coaching them and helping them out, and we love the interaction there. So just shout out to the members. Appreciate all you guys, all your support and interaction at Discord. And uh, we're looking forward to this weekend with NFL. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Absolutely. That's another thing we do is we do one-on-one -on -one coaching every Friday. Uh, so jump in uh, as a member today, and you can do that tomorrow with us. There's no extra charge for that. Uh, as Shane said, we're trying to make everybody better, more consistent, build the bankroll. We talk a lot about contest selection, and so we want to help you learn it and get better so that DFS is more fun. So uh, great, great work here, Shane. On behalf of Shane Caldwell and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, thank you for joining us here on this podcast, and be sure to tune in again later tonight for our next NFL show and our next NBA show as we look to crush it in DFS.